Do you have any more details like about the sex with Joaquin Phoenix? I really want to know more about sex with Joaquin Phoenix. Hey, hello, welcome. It's episode 15? Yeah, 15. Baller Lifestyle Podcast. I'm Brian Beckner. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for joining us. Uh, joining me now, as always, my main man, Ed Daly. Ed, how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well. I'm I'm flying solo with the kids for an entire week. Worst. So You're it's, owed. It's, it's going as good good as i can hope it to be but yeah. still and i was saying this to somebody the other day the one thing when people warn you about having kids they're like oh catch up on your sleep and yeah. are you gonna change a lot of diapers and that's not i can handle all that i can handle making yeah. dinners and it's the amount of small talk you have to do with other parents that is just brutal it's the worst thing. I um, I know exactly what you mean. I've had to attend solo many, 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 many children's birthday parties. Oh. And usually – it's usually the moms that are there. So I'll be the only dad there with no one to talk to, nothing to talk about. It's awful. Also, youth sports are just the fucking worst because you're forced to hang out with people that you otherwise wouldn't. It's really, really – they don't warn you you wouldn't have kids if you knew that you had to interact with these assholes on a regular basis. Yeah. I had a – I had two things this weekend. I had a – kids party which like you said it's just all moms and me and the moms they seem to just have this extra gear where they're just talking mom stuff they're yeah ta- they're talking it's like another language school cl- curriculum yeah. uh yes you know yes. just goings on uh new new stores opening in town they, they've just got stuff going on uh. and and i don't i i was trying to watch some march madness games on my phone during the party and like no you weren't yeah, of course. I mean, what, well, what am I going to stare what, at the kids doing kids yoga? Was this was this at someone's home? No, it was a party. I I live in a small city, it, right. right across from New York City, right across the river. So Hoboken, New Jersey, Hoboken, birthplace yeah. of baseball and Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra and his big dong, and it's all apartments. And so yeah. the the birthday parties are at. Um, like yoga studios, my Ooh. son. We did it at a karate place. You know, you right, do, you right. do, you just pick a location. Sometimes it's just like an open gym, but this was at a yoga studio. So all the kids are doing some sort of yoga class together, and all the moms uh, are doing mom uh, stuff together. So were, it's like, were the, hey, hey, were, were any of the moms wearing yoga pants? <laughs> no. That's like the one benefit. Like right. if there's something you can kind of look at, you know, I'm not saying you have to like perv real hard. I, I mean. I've been known to keep my sunglasses on indoors, but if, you know, if there's some yoga pants around, that could make it kind of worthwhile. Look, I am certainly not opposed to checking out other moms, but this was a uh, maybe it was the weather, but this was moms just in regular mom clothes talk, talking about mom things. Mm. Well, I was just I, I had a few minutes of stunted conversation, but overall, like 
I had nothing to do but look at my phone. So I just put on the games. But like every once in a while, I got pulled into some question about, oh, do you know what's going on with with the uh, you know the the snow days and are they going to yeah are they going to give yeah. them back during yeah. spring break like i don't know i don't know any of this i, I will never know this i'll never I, know the answer to your questions i don't know how they know it either because you know now i'm i'm a single dad bachelor <laughs> and but i have uh, my kids live at my house half the time and they live at my ex-wife's house half the time so they're here just as much as they're there and but when we have to interact, she's like, "Hey, remember um, Thursday is uh, you know wear your pajamas to school day, so have their you know have their or it's half day and they don't they don't need a lunch or whatever." And I'm like, "How the fuck do you know that? <laughs> like how do how it's like there's this like mom network where they know all the shit that's happening with the school, the after school bullshit, and it's like." I they're here just as much. They bring home the same paperwork. I see. I see it when they bring it home. I don't know any of the shit. But How do these moms know all this bullshit? I think Pajama Day is their Puig and Kershaw for you. Like right, right, yeah. They pay attention. Like that's they don't they don't care about sports for the most part. So they care about Pajama Day. Yeah, the jogathon. The jogathon's on Friday. You know, you did you volunteer? I'm like, yeah, I volunteered. Nobody called me. Oh yeah, well they called me. What? They only called the moms. Yeah. It's sexist. Fucking bullshit. Sexist. Absolutely. Although I, I prefer they keep the mom in touch and just let me know as a well, yeah. need-to-know need basis. Yeah. They might be telling me the same information, but it's just I haven't been able to absorb it in the same way just because I'm not I'm not set up for that. I don't have the right hormone <laughs> set up for that. Uh, well, anyway, real quick. Yes. Because I, I, I need some advice on this. Oh, yeah. that's I'm, I'm really good at that. Okay. So one of the other things I had this weekend, because it was me. on me, was picking up my son from a play date. So I go, I go to the apartment. Worst. Worst. And I'm thinking, I show up at the door. Is this in your building? No, not in my building. Separate building, okay. But I'm picking him up at his friend's house, and I know are the they, parents enough to say hi. Are like, they in a better? Are they in a better building than you? No. Okay. They're in, a, they're in a nice building, but yeah. I, no, fine. Okay, yeah, okay. We're we're on, we're on the same plane, I guess. Equal equal building. Okay. I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying to get the background. Go ahead. I'm gonna go go ahead and say these are separate but equal buildings. Okay, fair enough. Um, the parents are nice, very nice, but I've said hello to them, good morning when we're dropping yeah, off our kids. You don't, of course not. You don't know them. And I I have so I'm showing up at the door and I'm thinking get to the door, get inside the door, say hi, and then hopefully like my son runs over to me and we kind of get his shit together and we leave yes yeah that's the hard part because they got to go track down their shit and kids aren't good good at that you're like hey hey six so he's just not quite yeah, there it's like go where's your sweater you right. know and he's like i don't fucking know and it's not it's like you're not going through someone else's house looking for his sweater so it's kind of like always a protracted leaving because you can't you can't make your way out because it takes forever to get the kids shit right so you know other parents are essentially coworkers right like just people you kind of know and hey yeah you talk to on a need you know in, in a situation where you're stuck by the copying machine or talking about the whatever. weather yeah a lot of weather mm -hmm. and with another parent you got to talk a little bit about school or something school. if you can come up with it yep but i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt too 
they don't have any desire for me to sit there and hang out at their house. No, they want you out. Right? So I show up yes. at the door and I, I give the hello, and but the boys are in the middle of something. They're playing oh, or they're in the middle shit. of something. And then right as I show up, because I'm just talking to the mom, the father fo- follows me in. He was out also. And they say, oh, you know, have a seat. So they escort me Ooh, over to the couch. Have a seat. So I'm sitting down, making perfectly nice chit-chat. And again, these are these are nice people. But, like, we're talking weather and we're talking school. Yeah. But yeah, then... it's awful. Yes. I look oh, over... Oh, wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. They try to talk you into a threesome. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's hope nobody's listening, but... Uh, Please. The husband came home. He's like, Ed, I've been meaning to talk to you. I noticed that you're you did that half marathon. You're looking pretty fit these days. You're looking you're looking pretty cut. I'm wondering, would you mind if I sat in this chair over here and watched you bang my wife? Uh, no, but I did have oh. a college buddy who one time uh, banged a wife in front of the husband who sat in the corner. But that's that's a story for a different time. Uh, that's a good story. <laughs> that was a, one of those Craigslist hookups. Uh, oh, that, oh, that's a really good story. Okay, yeah. yeah put, make a note side, of that. That's a side note. But yeah, anyway. Continue. I, 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 I sidetrack you, but only because I enjoy it. I, I like these two uh, parents, but I look over, and yeah. both of them are barefoot. Yeah. And I'm in my dirty, beat-up canvas Nikes. So right. now, all of a sudden, I'm... I feel like Frankenstein stomping around in their apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like I'm past the point of no return because yeah. I was escorted to the couch and the father was coming from outside in the winter or yeah. spring, I guess the first day of spring or whatever it was. And he, he must not have been shoeless, like sockless and shoeless. No. And, and within seconds, they're both shoeless. I mean, I guess she was wow. shoeless because she was indoors. And I'm yeah. sitting there with my dirty Nikes yes. in their living room, and yes. I don't know what to do. Because at okay. this point, if I take off my socks and shoes, no. it's two things. One, one, I'm making a big deal of the fact that I just walked in through their house with, with their apartment with my dirty shoes, and they're clearly yeah. into a cultural thing here. Yes. And... Uh, the other thing is if I take off my shoes and socks, I'm committing to like at least 20 minutes, right? Uh, to, to, to take your shoes and socks off? It, of being at their house. Oh, hanging out. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not like nine say. years old and it takes me <laughs> down. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to get out the shoehorn, one of those boot taker off yeah, things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. You so want what, my assess- what am I supposed to do? And, and I will say for the purpose of the story, these are people – I would guess from India, so, yeah. but not like not like super like thick accent. But there's a, a South Asian, yeah. There's, there's an accent which indicates that like this is this could be a cultural thing. Like, am I really fucking up here walking through their house with sneakers? But like, I was hoping to do the door pickup, and like, what what's the protocol? Like, now I'm the asshole. Like, what what do I now? No, you're not the asshole. First of all. Well, quick aside. Are you wearing socks and shoes right now? No. Okay. But I'm wearing socks because it's it's, it's 30 cold. degrees. Yeah. But I'm wearing yeah. socks. Okay. That's I'm okay with that. I just did, I just wanted to know if you're one of those socks and shoes all the time weirdos because no. that No. In my own house, I almost yes. I, I I only wear shoes when if I've just come in and I had to yeah. do something in my house or I'm going out. But like yes. the shoes come off, 
I'm not, of course. I'm not I'm not trying to be that guy, but I was yes. just picking up my son. Right. No, you're you're a sane human. Okay, here's the deal. First of all, people that make you take your shoes off inside their house are fucking assholes, and that is a weird, weird quirk that bothers me very much. Now, maybe people have a preference that, hey, we got white carpet or whatever, and they immediately take their shoes off. Or maybe, I mean, I always take my shoes off right when I get home. I don't, you know, I don't wear shoes around the house. Um, so I come home, I take my shoes off. But I don't, it's not a big deal to me if someone walks in wearing shoes. Right. And it, wouldn't, it would never cross my mind to think, why the fuck does this asshole have his shoes on? Uh, some people are like that, but those weirdos usually mention it. That's true. They're, they're, they're like people yeah. who say they don't have a TV. They let it be known. Right. They let it be known. They're like, do you know how many germs are on the bottom of your shoe? Do you know that most disease, there's probably hepatitis on your shoe? Uh, is, have you ever felt the tips of your shoelaces and they're a little wet? Do you know what that is? Do you know how many – you know, that that's – there is that guy. These people aren't the, that person. Yeah, they, they were perfectly nice. I just felt yeah. like possibly I was an asshole. No, you're, you were definitely not an asshole. You were invited in. You were asked to sit. Uh, there was no mention, hey – There's no just shoe got talk. The, yeah, we just got the carpets clean. Can you kick your shoes up? Would you, or, or we're looking to sell the place. You know, you know how you, yeah. you look at a property. You always have to take your shoes off for some reason. That's right. Uh, no, and normally those weirdos, they'll go so far as to throw up the sign on the door. What? I've never seen that. Oh, I've seen the sign. Kindly remove your shoes upon entering. Uh, a lot of times I'll just fucking ignore that sign. <laughs> Wipe your feet on that sign. Yeah, because I'm not – you know, most – I live in California. Most of the time I'm wearing flip-flops. Let's be honest. Like I'm basically barefoot as it is. I'll, you know, I could kick my flip-flops off pretty easily. But just on principle, I'm annoyed by it. It's weird to me that you make people take shoes off in your house. Uh, but these people seem like pretty normal people. Uh, I don't – I think you did the right thing and you don't need to feel as though you were rude at all. And then on top of it, like I said – if I take my shoes off, I'm committing to some serious time at their house. Yeah, you don't just take your shoes off to chill for a minute and then put them back on. Yeah, once the shoes are off, that's at least a quarter hour stay. I said it's that's, a 20-minute commitment, right? And as, as soon as those shoes come off, they need to offer you a drink. Hey, can I get you something to drink, right. mineral water, You know, light right. beer, whatever. Right, yeah. Problematic all around. But this that's, is the type of shit that they don't warn you about parenting. Uh, yeah, they don't. They don't tell you any of this shit because no one would have kids if they knew this stuff. Right. You've no, got to you've you've talk about a lot of a lot of weather, a ton of weather. If you have a kids, lot, how, uh, there's always, hey, what do you do? Very rude question, in my opinion. I don't. I'm the only thing we covered. I that. want to tell you. The only thing I want less. Then to tell you what I do for a living is to have you tell me what you do for a living. <laughs> to hear what you have to do. It's fun to sort of like make something up, just be like, say something that's just bull- like, I'm an actuary. Because no no one knows, no one's going to make any discuss or, you know, uh, neuro- neuroscience study, study neuroplasticity. I'm, I'm into the brain. You know, it's like you just make something up just to see how they react and know that it's going to be something that really shuts them down. You know, I play I play ball for the Mets. 
but yeah, it's, it's a rude question. Forced interaction with parents. I'm in Little League. I'll, I'll tell you a story about Little League. Okay. My daughter, the son plays Little League. I also have the daughter. The daughter is tiny, but she's a huge bully. And apparently <laughs> she's been bullying the other children that run around and play during the baseball games to such an extent that my ex-wife got an email wow from one of the other moms just wanting to let her know which really when you just want to let somebody know something you don't just want to let them know uh, you, you want you, shit to be taken yeah, care of yeah you want action taken and me I'm one of these parents that when my kid tells me some other kid was an asshole on the bus I'm like hey just stay away from that kid right just they're not worth your time yeah just don't talk to them just ignore it you know don't just stay away from them I can't imagine a scenario in which I would need to – I mean my daughter's six years old and she's the tiniest six-year-old around. And if, all th- these children that she's supposedly bullying are much larger and older than she is. If my kid is in fifth grade and is getting roughed up by seventh graders, eighth graders, yeah, yeah. I'm stepping in. I'm not right. – I, I wouldn't stand for my kid being bullied but – yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's going on at six years old? Six years old. How much? I mean, she weighs like 40 pounds or something, 30 pounds. I mean, it's she couldn't really inflict any real harm on anybody, you know, except with her mouth. Uh, a lot of man, sass? Is, yeah, a lot of sass. She's, uh, yeah, she's sassy. So, yeah, I, I had to deal with that. I had to make her apologize. Um, she wrote like little apology notes. Uh, it was really, really awkward. And this is the kind of shit you have to deal with because the other parents have feelings and they want to talk about shit and they're trying to raise their kids a certain way. And you don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Let's just agree to not talk to each other ever. But there are plenty of them that are keeping tabs on you. Yeah, yeah. They want to know what you, and – and they're, and they're judging you. And you know I'm divorced, so I'm sure that's – there's a judgment from that like – this little girl's a brat because her, her parents aren't together anymore. And, you know, you start to carry the weight of what these other people are thinking about you with you. When really I could give a fuck. I just want the season to be over so I never have to see these assholes again. Exactly. That's my exactly. perspective. Uh, well, good stuff, Ed. Um, really, really enjoy. I like getting the slice of life, seeing what's up. You know, you said, you said you're alone. The wife's out of town on business. She's in Turkey. She's in Istanbul, which I, from what I've read in the news, yeah. she should probably get out of there pretty soon. Yeah, that's not not a good place to be. Now, does she uh, she travel alone on those trips? She <laughs> she goes she goes with workmates, right? Workmates. Yeah. Some some of the some of them are men, right? Oh, and I'm sure all of them are better hung than me as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably a lot of late nights in the hotel bar. Sure. About. Talking about work stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one time, one time, I was on a business trip with like this older like guy that was my boss, and then another woman that was like my contemporary, and she, you know, she was like my age or a little bit younger, and the the boss was like sixty years old. And we all like finished whatever we had to do that day. And it was like we had worked late and we all came home. And it just so happened that all of our rooms were on the same floor of the hotel. Oh. 
But I happened to see the girl that morning coming from her room, and her room was past my room down the hall. Yeah. And the, when we got off the the elevator at the end of the night, where I'm okay, see you later, good night. I saw her sort of linger, and the older guy cruised off the opposite direction. Oh, yeah. And I was like, wow, I did not – wow, this is happening. Like stuff's happening right now. And then I went um, into my room, and I masturbated to hotel porn. <laughs> because that's what you do when you're on a work trip. Yeah. yeah. When, uh, when you're on a work trip – and this is why I just have to hope for the best with uh, my wife's constant traveling – is when I, whenever I was on work trips, like it turned into the Olympic Village at the hotel bar. Oh yeah, people start drinking. Yeah, there's drinking, and then these people cannot handle being in the company of the opposite sex without pairing off. Like it's so true, they just can't handle it. They can't. Right. So yes, there's. I'm sure there's frisky things going on left and right. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I just gotta hope. I, gotta, I hope I'm. 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 Uh, I'm. Just Mr. Super Husband. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You you picked a good one, and I'm sure. <laughs> um or you know, at least she's she's good enough to keep a secret. That's which is really, the most important part. Because really, what you don't know won't hurt you. Yeah. If, well, as long as she's uh, making sure they use protection or keeping <laughs> secrets, uh, I'm I'm fine with it. Uh, uh, I love it. All right. Great opening. This is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, the ballerlifestyle.com. We're going to take a break. Coming up after the break, though, we're going to talk toe sucking because this is a lot of people have sent me this story. Ed and I both heard about it independently of some guys going around Walmarts sucking on Broad's toes. And that is interesting to me because I just can't imagine the scenario. So we're going to talk about that. And also coming up. Everybody's favorite segment of the show, the pop culture report, fancy pop with everybody's favorite fancy sauce. So stick around. We'll be right back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, theballerlifestyle.com. Thank you for joining us. I'm Brian Beckner, all, as always, joined by Ed Daly. Uh, appreciate you you tuning in, checking out the show, downloading the show. Tell your friends. Subscribe on iTunes. Somebody on Twitter told me how to get into the Windows podcast store. Like They're like, hey, email this person and they'll put your – podcast in the windows podcast store so if you have a windows phone which i'm pretty sure only people in windows phone commercials have windows phone i didn't know it was a thing what, what yeah, is it that's not the droid is it what what is no it's different it's windows there's, there's such a, a win- thing yes i'm telling you there's a windows cell phone so if you have the windows cell phone go in the fucking podcast store and somebody i have to get on stitcher which is probably easy but i'm lazy so that's the next thing i'll do i'll get on stitcher but anyways anyway it's not anyways, it's anyway. Yeah. And I always say anyways, and I feel like a fucking idiot every time I say it. Do you feel like anyway. more of an idiot if you owned a Windows phone? Yeah, no, no definitely not. They look like they're huge. No offense, there's, people. If you're a fan out there, we, we love you. No, 
take offense. There's only one kind of phone to have. It's a fucking iPhone. You need to have an iPhone. If you don't have an iPhone, I judge you harshly. And don't tell me I know your phone's better. I know you have something better than an iPhone, but the thing is you don't have an iPhone. And I do have an iPhone. So if you want to be my – like I first met Ed and we you know, we started a text relationship and with that first text, I was a little worried it was going to be in Held green. your breath. <laughs> Held my breath. And then like for a minute when you put the person's name in, it stays green for your second. You're like, oh, fuck. I can't. I got to lose this guy. The, these, are, these aren't going to be iMessages. They're going to be texts. And I don't I, – I can't do that. Like I couldn't – all of my friends have iPhones. And we iMessage, and I, I'm an iPhone person, and it, maybe it's a status thing. I don't care. I have a fucking iPhone, and that's the only kind of phone you're allowed to have is an iPhone. And everything else is Betamax. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's better. It can't be better. It's, iPhones can, are intuitive. You can talk to me about megapixels and bigger no. bigger interface and all these things. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yours has a better camera. I don't care. I don't care. I, I, I like my iPhone. Um, Ed... Toe sucking. <laughs> Let me just read the story because we got to talk about this. Uh, North, I feel like I've heard, this is the second toe sucking story I've seen, but maybe it's just the same story. North Carolina, not shocked. Police seek man who sucked toes at Walmart. Police say a man in North Carolina sucked a woman's toes. <laughs> I feel so awkward <laughs> saying that. At a Walmart, I, almost as awkward as I feel saying Walmart. After he convinced her he was a podiatry student and persuaded her to take off her shoes, the the police said the woman agreed to try on several pairs of shoes at the discount store. And at some point during the process, the man stuck her foot in his mouth. Oh, man. He was probably so stoked. Harris said the man apparently tried the same thing at another Walmart 15 miles away. M.O. Where he told a woman he was conducting a survey on the feet of different races and nationalities. This guy's got a plan. The second woman also agreed to take off her shoes, but left when the suspect asked her to remove her socks. Okay. A lot of thoughts. A lot of thoughts here. First of all, this is one of those crimes that while odd and creepy... You just can't feel sorry for the victim because she is a stupid idiot. Absolutely not. First of all, the first person got to the point where a foot was in a mouth. Yes. Like, yes. Like, that means How she, does that happen? she fully believed that he was a podiatry student and he went to a school that was holding controlled studies in Walmarts. And I just just so we uh, just to be upfront. I've never actually been in a Walmart. They're, oh, you bastard. I, I have. There but just aren't in any in the area. I'm not, you're I'm not lucky. above it. I go to Target. There's there's like a couple yeah. Targets around here. There's not a Walmart probably within 15, 20 minutes of here. So oh. I've never been in one. But if it's like Target, like that's not like a like a shoe store where there's like a nice no. section. It's a bunch of shoe no. boxes, right? Right, right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's it would be the same. Yeah. Yeah, just how does that scenario go? Hey, lady. Hey, hey, lady, shopping for shoes at Walmart. Listen, I'm a podiatry student. First of all, everybody's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Do you mind if I practice on you? Like, who doesn't immediately blow their rape whistle in that scenario? Like, what, what if he claimed to be some other kind of doctor? Like, hey, hi, ma'am. I'm an, open, yeah, I'm an open heart surgeon. 
I need to practice my quintuple bypasses. Can, can you meet me over here in the tool department? <laughs> I'm an ear, nose, and throat guy. I'm just going to take this ear horn and blow it through, <laughs> air horn and blow it through your eardrums. And also, like, it, say that's your fetish, like licking strangers' feet. Oh. Is Walmart, like, fertile hunting ground for that? I feel like it would be tough to find some decent-looking piggies if you culled every broad from every Walmart at once. I feel like this kind of fetish is the same type of fetish as, like, somebody who likes being vomited on. Probably the nastier, the better. Right, right. So, like, normal people like you and I would be thinking, like, hey, let's go suck some toes. I'm thinking, like, sacks, Neiman's. Right, this guy isn't going to Rodeo Drive for it. Right. Bloomies. Even Nordstrom, you know? But I guess it would be a much better spot for some nefarious lower digit licks at Walmart if you're into, you know, gross feet. Now, I'm I'm hoping for a follow-up on this story because as gross and pervy as it is, I got to say I'm a little intrigued by the study. I mean, if he did yeah. somewhat, somewhat study it, like, I'd like to know how race affects feet. Right. Yeah. Maybe I don't, I don't all, care maybe... so much about the taste sample uh, notes, but, like, feet size and how gross they are. Maybe it's – he's like a geologist, like geologists checking out rocks. Occasionally, they'll give the rock a little lick to like see – to like feel the texture stone. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this is uh, granite. You know how I know that is because when I lick it, it, uh, get, it glistens in a certain way. Like maybe he's doing that. He's like, hey, I can tell you're of Irish ants – you know, you're, you're – Great grandmother was from Belgium, and I can only right. tell that if you let me suck your toes. Right, but there could be some real interesting stuff, like you know, Haitian feet versus Chinese feet. Like I would like to know these details. So, if when he gets arrested, if he does have a notebook, I hope the uh, the police have the decency to publish his findings. Absolutely, I I await his peer reviewed study, and then and then the second one. The first yeah. one was just like dumb as a carp. Like she just right. fully got a foot. Right. Here, suck my toes. Yeah, suck my toes. Oh, wait a second. Maybe this isn't right. Like she got to that point. But the second one, she she took off her her shoe for the sake of a study. Yeah. And then when she, he said to take off the sock, she was like, oh, no. Wait a second. This doesn't feel real. Like she, right. she got to that point. Which yeah. means – she might just not be interested in science because she clearly believed <laughs> yes. it was it was a study, and then just like the study wasn't to her liking. And like, if if you're going to participate and help out with a scientific study, like commit. I, you got to go all the way. I think not only should the police have just you know taken a report, they should have publicly shamed her for being selfish. Yeah, she's she's anti science. She's like she's like the kid who would in the schoolyard would get race and then just stop halfway through the race. Cause he knew he was going to get beat. Like she knew something I'm not was racing. wrong. She knew something was wrong and she just quit mid mid study. And like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she quit, not because this wasn't on the level, but because she realized her feet were too gross or maybe the guy made a face. Like I'm, I'm not on board with this lady. Yeah. She's like, I wasn't, I wasn't playing. Like you just yeah I took my shoe off but then I wasn't I wasn't even playing in the game at all I was just also who tries on multiple pairs of shoes at Walmart I feel like they only have like those white yeah those really really white shoes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nursing shoes are like those white – the men's department is just those white tennis shoes that only old men wear that only the, they know where to find them. Yeah, or the Velcro shoes that have like Lightning McQueen on the side like, yeah, like kids yeah. stuff. Yeah, for your kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very odd story. I hope they find this guy because we, we definitely need to know more and I hope to read his study notes uh-huh. in the New England Journal of Medicine as soon as they're published. Fascinating. Hey, do, you, do you care to hazard a guess? Who's got the biggest feet? Oh, racially? I'm just saying. You could pick nationality, race, whatever you want to do. Well, I mean, I feel like the biggest people would have the biggest feet. Maybe like Eastern Europe? Yeah, but we're talking North Carolina, so he's probably got he's probably oh, he, got like three races to go with. Right, He's, right, he's yeah. got... Mexican. There's no Mexicans in North Carolina, are there? I don't know. I, I feel like there would be kind I'm, of a weird. I, my sister lives in Colorado, and there's an enormous yeah. Mexican population there. Well, you know why? Because there's a lot of that's um, where they grow all the cattle is in Colorado. There's a lot of slaughterhouses and farms there. Okay. Uh, um, in North Carolina, you have two. You have two choices. This is you're trying to paint me in a corner, and I'll bite. There's two races in North Carolina, black and redneck. You're right. Uh, I'm going to say I would guess that the black people would have bigger feet because they're bigger people. Well, have you ever seen some of these hayseeds from North Carolina? They, they grow them pretty big. Uh, I bet I, I'm going to go ahead and say no. I'm going to say the hayseeds have the bigger toes. The Walmart, <laughs> the Walmart <laughs> North Redneck. Carolina, these are yeah. – these are like these people raise themselves like veal. Like I'm sure they're real fat feet. Real yeah. Gross. Oh yeah, they're definitely fat. <laughs> For sure. Fat anyway, and flat. Yes, buddy. Get back Good to stuff. us with your studies. Absolutely. All right, we've wasted enough of your time. It's time to get on to the pop culture report. Fancy pop. Joining us now with the pop culture report, aka Fancy Pop, is everyone's favorite. Baller lifestyle contributor, Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? I'm very well. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? We're well as well. We t- we've been talking about uh, um, drive-by toe-sucking and <laughs> a- awkward interaction with other parents as a parent. All the typical useless nonsense. All the, that- all the usual stuff. Right. Well, it was a big big week in the tabloids this week. Yeah. What, what What's going on? As you know, Ed and I hashtag hetero don't know about any of the popular goings on in celebrity culture that's why we have you on you'd like to tell us who your friends have had sex with uh, amongst the glitterati and we love that kind of stuff so tell us what is happening this week in pop culture i'll tell you who's not having sex anymore tell me that is gwyneth paltrow and chris martin today gwyneth paltrow and chris released a statement on her annoying website, Goop, announcing their quote-unquote conscious uncoupling. Um, I'll I, read that. Shall I read the, shall I read the short statement? Yes, read it. It, with, it is with hearts full of sadness that we have decided to separate. We have been working hard for well over a year, some of it together, some of it separated, to see what might have been possible between us. And we have come to the conclusion that while we love each other very much, we will remain separate. We are, however, and always will be a family. And in many ways, we are closer than we have ever been. Yeah. <laughs> we are parents it's, it's, first, 
foremost to two incredibly wonderful children we asked for there in our space and privacy to be respected at this very difficult time. We've always conducted our relationship privately and we hope that as we consciously uncouple and co-parent, we will be able to continue with, in the same manner. Love, Gwyneth and Chris. What are they, fucking trains? Consciously uncouple? Yes, that's even, and I made a tweet about this, that they're even insufferable when they break up. Ugh. Conscious uncoupling, like, could they be any more douchey? They right. are. Now, th- I have a question. Obviously, I think there's no question that Gwyneth is the worst, right? No Absolutely. One, no one likes great. And is that for real? That's her website's name? Her Goop. website's name is Goop. Goop? Yeah, it's a pretty popular website, actually. And I just went on it um, a few minutes ago to try and look at the uh, – look at the um, – Statement. Where she posted this, this where she posted the statement, and the website's crashing. You can't even get on it. Wow, Everyone's you, trying, to, trying to take a look. Too you, much traffic. You can't get on there to buy a six hundred dollar Mark Jacobs bag. <laughs> oh the only gosh. thing I want to see on goop.com is a uh, looping video of Brad Pitt announcing her head is in the box. Right. Yeah. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? Gw- no, Gwyneth is the worst, and. Y- Coldplay is by far the worst, uh, and it's he, the Gwyneth Paltrow of music, abs- music bands. Absolutely, Gwyneth Paltrow music. That's a very good uh, way to describe it. And I just picture the Coldplay guy that she was married to, like looking at his hand with all those different, all those douchey different colors of tape that that, that denote <laughs> all his causes and like the strings, right. and he's got all sorts of accoutrement on his hand. I I'm, I want I picture him just looking down and going, which one of these is for my bloody wife? Like he doesn't know which one to take off now. Anywhere's ear, anywhere's both both ears are pierced. Oh, he's oh, so got Harrison bad. Ford too. Yeah, she, Gwyneth's been Gwyneth has been plagued this past year about uh, rumors that she may have cheated with entertainment lawyer Kevin Yorn, who is Pete Yorn's brother. Uh, so also, also I think I think he's a. Sure. I think he's a bald man too. He is a handsome bald man. Yeah, um, yeah. Some big time. She's been cheating with some big time lawyer. I mean, she would only she would only trade up because that's who she is. But I need to know. We all know Gwyneth is the worst, and Gwyneth and the Coldplay guy were combined to be the worst. Does this leave Kim and Kanye as the official worst couple? Um. Yes. I think that, and that's um, moving on to my next story, uh, is about Kim and Kanye. You know, they had their, uh, this is Kim Kardashian's dream come true is a Vogue cover with Kanye and her and her in, in a wedding dress. They haven't had their wedding yet, but I'm sure that will be the worst wedding in oh, yeah, the history yeah, of weddings. Oh, yeah. I'm um, sure it'll but, be tasteful. Oh, yeah. Not over the top in any way. Um, give me a second. Always, yep. always a little. Uh, uh, there's always a sign that things are not going to go well in the marriage when the husband is the primary planner of the wedding and he makes the wedding about him and he performs. Hey, hey, right, like Justin Timberlake. Like Justin Timberlake comes to mind. Kim, uh, Kanye is going to do the same thing where he real he's going to have like LeMay and like. You know, everyone's going to do a jam, and it's, he's going to perform. It, things are not going to go well. But I want—I want to know Kim and Kanye versus 
Gwyneth and the Coldplay guy, if they had to fight it out in an official we're the worst battle royale, who wins in that fight? Oh, that's a tough one because I think Gwyneth would be really scrappy. I sort of agree Uh, with you. And I think that she'd fight dirty. The – I feel like the Coldplay guy, he's British, so obviously huge puss. He's he can, he's canceled out. He and Kim cancel each other out. Right. It would have to be Gwyneth and Kanye going head-to-head in just a full-on. Those are two egos that, yeah, that huge, would battle huge, to the death. Huge egos, but I feel like Kanye is more all-talk and Gwyneth's more all-action, so she gets those I spindly – I'd put my money on Gwyneth in a fight. Me too. She she get those spindly what? little arms going, and I feel like she could like spear him through the eye. I, I bet her elbows are really sharp, so she it, could like swing one and go like right through the side of his head, samurai style, and take him out with an elbow to the head. What do you think, Ed? I think if she could bore someone to death, then yes, I yes. think she has a real <laughs> shot. Real fighter she, shot. She could talk. She seems like just just zero, a complete zero. Her personality, everything about her, every interview I've ever seen of her, I have a feeling she's horrible in the sack. Oh, I have for a feeling sure. she is just the worst in every way. I don't think she could fight. I think she would just sit there and give you bland acting and bland personality until you just take your own life. So yeah, she might win the fight, but I can't imagine it's through action. She she definitely would win the fight, and I agree. She's a dead fish in the sack for sure. She does not have a woman's body. She has a boy body. She's not attractive in any way. Uh, uh, my buddy Greg says she looks like a praying mantis, and I, I, I'm prone to agree. <laughs> um, so back to Kim and Kanye's wedding. Um, I wonder if Kanye will be bringing to perform at his wedding his new 17-year-old protege, Pia Mia, who it's been reported this week, he's been getting a little too cozy with, and Kim is very jealous. Oh, he's their, all, he's their quote unquote creative relationship. He's not even married, and he's already got a side piece. I thought those kids had what it takes to make it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kanye believes Pia Mia is the next Riri. Nobody's name is Pia Mia. Yeah, come on, that can't. That, have they just run out of names? Pia Mia cannot be a real name. Those are two separate names and bad her, names her at that. Whole, her full name is Pia Abshba Mia Perez. Okay. I'm sure that second part wrong. There's got to be a better nickname. There has to be. Pia right. Mia. Pia Mia. He believes oh, that Mama she is, Mia. He believes she's the next Rihanna. So a sexy, slutty, ethnic girl with a touch of down. Yeah, she, she's responsible she, for one of my all-time favorite stories, the Rihanna plane. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but it was amazing. Yeah, she flew everybody as a promo- to promote her album. She flew a bunch of dur- journalists around the world, and, they, and there was, like, no food on the plane. No, there was only Crown Royal, and they were forced to drink, and they weren't allowed to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Riri's a little downsy. I'm sure. I'm sure Kanye does have a lot of paramours. He's a guy that needs a lot of attention, and he, yeah, he's probably getting fucked. Wouldn't surprise me. I'm gonna me. say something extremely unpopular, uh-huh. but I will say of that foursome you mentioned, I think Kanye is the only one of those four that has talent. I think he's actually yes. a talented guy. I think he's a, a horrible guy, but I think he does have real talent. I think the rest of them are complete zeros. I, I I would agree with that. I will admit that I, I've seen Kanye in concert and I was entertained. Yeah, sure. I, I, I saw him in concert I, like, as well. Lights and the awesome. fireworks and everything. Like he 
he performs. He puts on a show. He's a terrible person, though, and a giant egomaniac. And well, fake. aren't aren't a lot of for me. Really? No disagreement. No disagreement. For me, that cancels out any cultural significance he has, and that go- that goes for him and anyone else. Well, I don't know. Yeah, culturally significant, um, he is. We can't argue with that. He just is. I guess. I but agree to disagree. So does Coldplay. And like when I hear that, waiting in line to get a sandwich, the worst. It's, it's the worst. Like I, I feel, I feel like I'm drowning when I hear that music. It's always like I'll, I'm always surprised when I'm like, "Hey, is this Coldplay?" And then I'm like, "How do I know that?" Like I've never listened to a Coldplay song on the radio. I've clearly never downloaded one of their songs. I don't know how I've run into like, is it played in the background of TV shows and commercials? Like, how does this stuff come into my consciousness? But you know, when you get in the when you're getting the deuce chills, you know yes. it's Coldplay. Yeah, I do know, and I want to know it's how I know. Played everywhere. You can't escape Coldplay. It's played everywhere. Well, Gwyneth Any Paltrow's Any scenarios escaped. you can think of. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Next this story. Is Johnny Weir. I love Johnny Weir. The gay figure skater. Uh, his estranged husband has just filed for divorce, accusing the Olympian of repeatedly cheating on him and treating him like a lapdog. I love how his cousin or his cousin, his husband is called Victor. Like that's yes. the only name he could have. He could not possibly be called anything else. Johnny Victor. Weir can only be married to Victor. You know what my father-in-law's name is? Victor. Victor. I love it. Is he married to Johnny Weir? No. <laughs> As a matter of fact, they're going through a bit of a rough spot right Tough now. Spot, maybe, yeah. maybe Kate is going to talk about it. What's going on with Johnny Weir, Kate? This story has some very Liberace, Scott Thorson elements. Oh, I love it. Johnny allegedly committed multiple acts of adultery, including having sex with a Chicago club owner and sexing a porn star. Um, I could see Johnny doing that. Not That's not the Johnny I know. Victor is he gay? Claims, Victor claims that throughout the marriage, Johnny was very cruel to him, even forbidding him from bringing Victor's dog into the marriage for fear it would take his attention away for, from Johnny. That sounds about right. Um, Victor claims that prior to meeting Johnny, he was living his life as a heterosexual man. No. And oh, Johnny, Johnny turned him. And that Johnny turned him. Yes. That's that. That's the ultimate mm-hmm. feather in the cap of, of a gay man is turning a straight man. Everybody knows that. Right. And Victor claims Johnny married him because he wanted to do a reality show and felt that a Georgetown-educated lawyer would be a compelling storyline. Yet Victor says Johnny treated him like an errant boy. And Victor's asking a judge to force Johnny to return some of the items uh, that the skater took from their apartment, including a crocodile saline bag, 40 Balenciaga bags, 20 furs, a green Hermes shoulder birkin, an orange Hermes Birkin bag and twelve Chanel bags. Those are all. You know, this this th- guy does sound totally straight. Like it <laughs> seems like he was just caught in the wrong situation. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Like I'm doing on this podcast, and I'm sitting on a bunch of alligator bags right now. All so. my Birkin bags are in the closet where they should be, where Victor used to and be. To top it off, Victor wants an order forcing Johnny to return their Japanese chin dog. Which is one of the gayest breeds of dogs. Relationship dog. Is it called a chin dog? A Japanese chin dog. That Japanese chin is the is the breed. Okay. Only a flamboyant gay would have a kind of dog that no one's ever heard of. 
Like, Sounds like a sex maneuver. Yeah, that's like the like give me the old Japanese chin dog. That's like that's like the extra gayest thing where you're like, yeah, oh, you've never even heard of this kind of dog because it's the gayest kind of dog there is. You you wouldn't even know what it was. Okay, moving on. We have I don't to know who's on. wrong in this, but right. I'm siding with Johnny because yeah, he's a breadwinner. That guy is an earner. Yep, and he is an unapologetic guy who knows who he is. And this other guy is claiming to once upon a time be straight. Like, eh, I'm pretty sure that's not yes, the case. Yes. Yeah. I, well, he's struggling with his identity and Johnny basically uh, forced him to come out of the closet is I think is, is his claim. I, I sort of agree with Ed here. Also, Johnny as the breadwinner, he should sort of dictate how things go, but even more so, I don't like the allegations of adultery because the only gay couple I know intimately are the um, the one brother on Six Feet Under and that black guy that was his boyfriend. And yeah. they could fuck whoever they wanted. They were always having threesomes and going off and screwing some guy that they just met. And I just assumed that all gay couples, like that was kind of the perk. Since you're both guys and you're both horny, you could just bang whoever you want. So is there adultery also in gay relationships? Because this is news to me. I don't know gay couples, but that my the fact that my wife is in advertising. Yes, I knew a, a handful of of gay men, and those guys were awesome. Those guys yeah. just knew what they wanted, and they were they were after it. Yeah, because there, no, there were no I, game I, nobody they plays were, hard to get. I, I know, gay know couples I, that you know are... couples, and it's is it does it play by the same rules because. The gay dating scene is way cooler than the heterosexual it dating seems, scene. It seems like it would be. What do you know, Kate? I do know gay couples that ha- are, have a monogamous relationship, for sure. I think it goes both ways. Look, Johnny Weir is clearly a huge diva. I'm sure he did treat his husband like his personal assistant. They should just split all those, divide all those bags and furs between them and call it a day. A lot it's of like, bags. What's the problem? So many bags. Okay, let, let, moving on because we've got a, a couple more things to cover. Okay. Uh, on the set of the Entourage film. Oh, I love the story. Uh, Entourage uh, star, and I use that term loosely, Kevin Connolly, who's the, the wee little one. Is that who plays, E? Who plays E. E is my favorite. Right. Uh, was uh, trying to catch a pass on set from Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson, tripped on a sprinkler trying to make the play, and which resulted in Jerry Ferrara a.k.a. Turtle, falling on his leg and breaking it. And and Turtle's lost a lot of weight. Like, this isn't heavy Turtle either. Thank God. Yeah, because then he could have really broke... I feel like that's a scene from Entourage. Like, this, that, that's in the movie, right? That's. This... I hope the cameras are rolling. Yeah, that, just put it in the movie because that would happen on that stupid movie. I right, would rather well, Russell happen. Wilson clip both Achilles' heels than me go to see that movie. I feel like Russell Wilson <laughs> has lost... He's lost his mojo by the, the the stench of entourage is now on him and right. as as a Super Bowl winning quarterback he's never he's either gonna get hurt something's gonna happen he's definitely not gonna win uh, another Super Bowl after dealing with the devil entourage, the entourage curse yeah uh, hopefully right. there is an entourage curse uh, hopefully it afflicts you know this is you know my idea right have I, your... have I told you guys this idea? I'm not sure. My my sterilization laser? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> please, please do well, tell. This is where I want to test it. This is where I want to test it. In in every theater that shows the that displays the Entourage movie, everyone sits down and it's like a quick it's like a quick snap, just, and a and a laser just irradiates every set of balls and every set of ovaries. I, like any woman would ever go see it, but every set of balls and maybe the one set of ovaries that are there, so that the people that see the Entourage movie can never breed. Right? Like, who's going to argue with that? Who's going to be like? Judge, they made me sterile, but I was at the entourage case dismissed. Like, no, no one's no one's gonna take the side of someone that chose to be entertained by well, paid entourage. Money. To paid money to paid money to see it. Paid money. Oh, that's a that's a bad group of people. Agreed. That, that, and Kevin Connolly, like I saw, I googled it because you mentioned that you might come up tonight. And his publicist is clearly clearly spread, spreading the word that he hauled in the pass to make him sound tough. Right, right. Like, listen, buddy, we saw you get your ass beat by Sage Stallone in Rocky Five. <laughs> You're the fucking voice of Best Buy. You're always going to be a turd. He's, is he, he the voice of Best Buy? I didn't know that. Yes, he's probably clocking I, my, so much money from that. My, I don't. I don't yeah, my uh, my voiceover talents are are just. On point. I'm I'm pretty good, and I think you're better than me. But yes, I did know that he's the voice of Best Buy. But either way, he's a turd. He's the worst. And last but not least, rounding up my rounding out my fancy pop report is my uh, weekly Lindsay Lohan update. Oh, oh, net wouldn't be fancy pop without Lilo. What's going on with Lilo? How are her extensions? How's her cigarette addiction? How oh. how's she doing with the cocaine? I've just just started watching her uh, reality show, which is referred to as a documentary series on Oprah's network. Own, which which the Oprah is producing. What's um, the premise? Is it just her living, or is it like her working on a farm like Paris Hilton did? No, it's just her living. So basically, uh, they begin filming. She's eleven days out of uh, rehab in Malibu. She always and is. Yeah, so she, this time she's sober, she's getting on with her life, and I, I don't know how many episodes they've shot, um, three have aired, and I watched the, the first one last night, and some things I learned from the first episode of this show. Um, Lindsay wants to be totally open and honest. Um, she claims that her drug of choice is alcohol. Which screams of bullshit because I think we all know she loves Coke. Yeah, it's alcohol. And, well, and you ne- yeah, you never don't mix the pills and cocaine with alcohol. So in her so defense, I, I was dis- I was disappointed when Oprah asked her straight up, "Are you a drug addict?" And she, oh no, are you an addict? And she said yes. And she said, "What is your drug of choice or drugs of choice?" And she says alcohol. And then I'm just kind of like, "Well, this is just more BS." Right? She should have well, said. I'm surprised all of them. Oprah didn't probe. I mean, she gives such hard hitting interviews. I am too. It's like <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. The woman who said who took uh, Whitney Houston's word for it when she said crack is whack. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she claims she's quote unquote figure, figuring out everything, figuring everything out for myself um, with a full entourage, including her sober coach who tells her what she should do in most situations, and her wee little personal assistant Matt, who she bosses around, and who who goes and gets her the cocaine that she needs. Right, who's also worked for, been a personal assistant for Sean Astin, Prince, Sean White, Steven Tyler, 
and now Lindsay Lohan. Wow. That's a real mixed bag. I will say. Right. I assume uh, he started with Mikey from Goonies and worked his way. I would stay with Prince. Although, yeah, although sure. Rudy, I mean, that's not bad. I don't know. Uh, Prince seems like he'd be a good gig. Yeah, I agree. Uh, found out that Lindsay is a hoarder. We get a sneak peek inside of her storage unit in L.A., which is the size of a warehouse. And I'm not kidding. I've never seen so much stuff. Drug it's like, addicts. It's, it's incredible. Drug addicts always have storage units. It's it, it's a warehouse. She's in a warehouse. And she's just got crates and boxes. And it shows her going through this some of her stuff because she's basically moving uh, from L.A. to New York. I know where – What kind of stuff does she keep? Does, like, she have, does she have any Balenciaga bags in there? I <laughs> – because Johnny Weir has a few extra ones. Johnny and Victor. So I reckon. I reckon between Johnny and, and Lindsay have all the Balenciaga bags. Yeah. Um, she's also got stuff stored at her mom Dina's house in Long Island. Oh, she's the fucking worst. She is the worst. Um, she claims she has inner peace now. And then they we sh- they show her hotel room that she's living in. She's been living in for the last thirty six days, and she lives like a total pack rat. Drug addicts like, love living in hotels it, too. It's, Does she have money? No. He's got so much shit in this hotel room. It's just crazy. Um, she smokes a lot of cigs. She still has really bad style, tragic hair extensions, bad makeup. Oh, yeah. you know, eye got to go. She's, you know, obviously having lip injections. And, and she's looking like a quarter century older yes. than she is, right? Right. Oh, she's, the, she's the Britney Spears of actresses at she, this point. Yeah, she's only like 27. Here's my advice to her because she's never going to get a look, her looks back. She needs to go on a sex tour and just bang. Do as many of those jobs where you go to like Saudi Arabia or Qatar and That's fuck right. a Saudi prince for a weekend. But like Tara Reid style? <laughs> I don't Allegedly, I don't know. I don't know that I story. I don't know that story. But I, Do you have a friend? I know that. I feel like Tara Reid went on some of those tours. I, well, good I, for her. I know that's like a secret. You know, if you're B-list, C-list actress whose star has fallen in Hollywood, there is a a circuit of Saudi prince sex that you can do. To get money, and I think because pretty soon the Saudi princes are going to be like, uh, I will not fuck her. You know, it's she needs yeah, to get she's got as a couple much years to get in. Yeah, on, on because Saudi she's movies. not getting cast in any Hollywood movies anytime soon. She's not getting. She's not going to be in the next Spider Man. Right, they're not making Parent Trap two anytime soon. Right, unless they make I a porn like parody. This, this reality show is like a desperate play at showing everybody. That she's sober and reliable and getting her shit together and she's a new person. But it's it's but the sad fact is is that she's lost her appearance and she it's it's gone. She'll never get it back. And that and we all know that's all that matters in Hollywood. It would be hard. I don't know. I think if she really like got healthy and like no. slept for a couple of weeks, quit the cigarettes, got a makeover, like started looking after herself, like she'd look a lot better. What you've just described is if you said is the same as if you said if she sprung wings. Right, right. Like, yeah, she can't do any I of those things. Mean, I think that we, it's not, we all yeah. know that that's highly unlikely. Right. If she if she got her juris doctorate. I mean, look, I I've, I I hate to see her in the state that she's in. Even sober, she's a disaster. She can't figure out what to do on a day to day basis. One scene, it's almost four p.m. and she's still in bed. 
and her assistant is trying to like explain to her that they have to move out of this hotel room and into another room because there's guests checking into this particular room. Sober behavior. And, and there's so much crap in the room. This guy's trying to like get everything out into the other room, and she's in her bedroom, and she won't get up, and she won't get dressed. Okay. It's surprising because <laughs> she had such a good family life. You'd think, you'd yeah. think she would have gotten on the right course. Yeah, things things started out so well for her with that mom and dad. Um, she claims they should be locked up. Set, this was my favorite quote. She says, "Being on set with other people, with other people that are talented, is what motivates me." <laughs> yeah, because she puts herself in that category, talented <laughs> people. And basically, the whole episode is about the fact that she is trying to rent an apartment in New York in Soho, but you know, shock, no one wants to rent to her, so she's having a hard time. And she probably doesn't but have does any money. Does she have anyway. money? No. Like, where, where's the no. money? She doesn't the have any money. Produ- the production company is putting up the money for the apartment against fees for filming. Oprah's paying the note. Right. Well, it's the. the Oprah certainly has money. Yeah, Pilgrim Productions are, are supposedly paying for it. Um, but I, I watched a little bit of the second episode, and basically she called off filming one day. And so she kind of messed with the schedule. And the head of the production company, the owner of the production company, took the checks for the apartment back from the realtor. And she's desperate to get into her apartment. Like, oh. she's, she's freaking out because she's been living in this hotel for 36 days. She's got crap everywhere. She can't get her life settled. And now they're kind of saying, you know, if you're going to mess with us and mess with the schedule, like, you're not getting this money for your apartment. Oh, so. I, might, I might have to watch the show. We'll see. We'll see what happens. DVR set. Okay, Fancy. That's it. That's all I got. Excellent job, as always. I This is all stuff that Ed and I, hashtag hetero, would never know otherwise. That's why we need Fancy around to, to keep us abreast yeah. of what's happening with Fancy Pop. I really appreciate it, Fancy. Ed, great job as always, bud. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed with all of us tonight. Yeah, you, you kept your shoes on. You did everything. You went to the yoga party. You did everything you were supposed to do. Really, really impressed with how everything went. Uh, let's do it again next week. That's episode 15 in the books. For Fancy Sauce, for Ed Daly, I'm Brian Beckner. This is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.